fiscal update is a compilation of brief news articles published by the fiscal services division of the legislative services agency throughout each month the articles cover actions taken at meetings of state boards and commissions news releases from state agencies updates on the status of the state budget reports on audits of state and local government and other items of interest to legislators and their constituents if you would like to receive email notifications when individual fiscal update articles are published, please go to www.legis.iowa.gov slash subscribe. Or you can follow us on Twitter at Iowa LSA. To view all charts and graphs coinciding with these reports, please go to the Iowa General Assembly website at www.legis.iowa.gov. Click on the Publications tab at the top and then click on Fiscal Analysis in the gray area to the left. Under Fiscal Publications, click on Fiscal Update and search for a particular report. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, August 1, 2017. Audit, Polk County Police Officers Association Special Investigation. Audit for July 1, 2010 through March 31, 2016. State Auditor Mary Moseman recently released a special investigation audit of the Polk City Police Officers Association. The investigation was requested by Polk City officials as a result of concerns regarding how the association was established and the propriety of its financial transactions. Findings, unsupported disbursements of $3,649 were identified. The remaining $42,178 of disbursements from the association's checking account were reasonable and included purchases for an annual golf outing sponsored by the association, an annual fall festival, and food for officers participating in training. Auditors were unable to determine if there were improper or additional unsupported disbursements due to inadequate records for receipts and disbursements and unavailability of detailed bank records. Auditors were also unable to determine if donations were properly deposited during the time period investigated because of insufficient collection records. Recommendations detailed in the audit included the association and Polk City officials should review control procedures to obtain the maximum internal control possible utilizing currently available personnel and elected officials. A person separate from financial duties should review financial records perform or review bank reconciliations, and examine supporting documentation for accounting records. All disbursements and reimbursements to individuals should be supported by invoices or other documentation, including the purpose of the purchase and a description of the goods and services purchased. The association should establish formal accounting records to account for all receipts and disbursements, and the association and Polk County officials should determine if the association should be included as part of the city or established as a separate nonprofit organization. The full audit report can be found on the Auditor of State's website. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Alice Wisner, Legislative Analyst 3 with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6764. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, August 1, 2017. Audit, Carroll County Sheriff's Office Special Investigation. Audit for January 1, 2011 through October 20, 2016. State Auditor Mary Moseman recently released a special investigation audit of the Carroll County Sheriff's Office. The investigation was initiated because of concerns regarding the collection of fees for a permit to carry weapons classes offered and administered by employees of the Sheriff's Office. Findings 
an estimated total of $128,710 of permit-to-carry weapons class fees were collected by two employees of the sheriff's office and not deposited within the county. Because adequate records were not readily available, it was not possible to determine the actual total amount of receipts from the classes. An additional finding was that $20,082 in checks written to the Carroll County Sheriff's Office for the permit to carry weapons class fees were substituted for cash from the Sheriff's Office daily deposits. That cash was then divided between the two Sheriff's Office employees who were teaching and administering the classes. Recommendations detailed in the audit included the Sheriff's Office should implement policies and procedures to ensure that all collections received are deposited in a county bank account in a timely manner. Additionally, policies and procedures should be developed for providing permit to carry weapons classes. County officials should develop policies and procedures for the use of the courthouse and other county facilities, and if it is determined that permit-to-carry weapons classes should be offered by the Sheriff's Office, county officials should ensure adequate procedures are developed. If county officials decide not to provide permit-to-carry weapons classes, but allow county employees to teach classes on their own, county officials should develop policies to prohibit county employees from using county resources. The full audit report can be found on the Auditor of State's website. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Alice Wisner, Legislative Analyst 3 with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6764. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, August 3, 2017, Iowa Finance Authority Board Meeting. The Iowa Finance Authority, IFA, Board met on August 2, 2017. The Board took the following actions. Approved the issuance of bonds in an amount not to exceed $90 million. The proceeds will be used to finance new mortgage-backed securities through the First Home Loan Program. Approved loan forgiveness totaling an estimated $341,000 for a Pella project called Meadowwood of Pella, funded by the Home Investment Partnerships Program and the Housing Assistance Fund, or HAF. Approved an award of $2.7 million to the Shelter House in Iowa City to fund the organization's new Frequent Users Systems Engagement, or FUSE, project. The funding will assist in the construction of a 24-unit rental development that will serve chronically homeless individuals. The funding was made available through the National Housing Trust Fund. This is the first use of the fund in Iowa. Approved the issuance of an amount not to exceed $20 million in health care facilities revenue bonds for the Brio project in Johnston. The bonds will be used to construct a senior living community and to retire existing bonds. Approved changes in the following administrative rules. Home and community-based services rent subsidy program, military service member home ownership assistance program, home investment partnerships program, shelter assistance fund, and emergency solutions grant program, and received financial reports from IFA staff. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Ron Robinson, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6256. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, August 3, 2017, Brownfield Redevelopment Advisory Council Meeting. The Brownfield Redevelopment Advisory Council met on August 3, 2017. The Iowa Economic Development Authority, IEDA, is required to establish the council by Iowa Code Section 15.294. The council reallocated $700,000 in fiscal year 2017 redevelopment tax credits 
from a new Hy-Vee store in Sioux City, Iowa that is not going forward to Hobart Historic Restoration for the redevelopment of the Gancho Apartments building in Washington, Iowa. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Ron Robinson, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6256. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, August 3, 2017. Audit, University of Iowa. On August 3, 2017, the Auditor of State released a report on the annual audit of the University of Iowa for the year ended June 30, 2016. The auditor reported no findings and made no recommendations. The report cites fiscal year 2016 full-time equivalent enrollment of 28,121 students compared to 27,474 students in fiscal year 2015. The average cost per student was $20,112 compared to $19,140 for the prior year. For the University of Iowa Hospitals and Clinics, the report cites 218,920 patient days in fiscal year 2016 at a daily cost per patient of $5,831. In comparison, fiscal year 2015 had 206,153 patient days and a daily cost per patient of $5,605. The full audit report can be found on the Auditor of State's website. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Robin Madison, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-5270. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, August 3, 2017. Audit, Iowa School for the Deaf. On August 2, 2017, the Auditor of State released a report on the annual audit of the Iowa School for the Deaf for the year ended June 30, 2016. The Auditor reported no findings and made no recommendations. The news release regarding the report notes that for fiscal year 2016, the Iowa School for the Deaf had an average enrollment of 106 students compared to 111 students in fiscal year 2015. The average cost per student was $95,222 compared to $93,825 for the prior year. The full audit report can be found on the Auditor of State's website. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Robin Madison, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-5270. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, August 4, 2017, Board of Regents August 2017 meeting. The Board of Regents met on August 2, 2017 in Urbandale, Iowa. A majority of the board members participated via telephone. Among the items on the board's agenda were the following. Regents Resource Centers. The consent agenda that was provided by the board included the allocation of the fiscal year 2018 state general fund appropriation as follows. $177,734 to the Southwest Regents Resource Center, a decrease of $9,500 compared to fiscal year 2017. $101,114 to the Northwest Regents Resource Center, an increase of $5,000 compared to fiscal year 2017. And no funding was allocated to the Quad Cities Graduate Center, a decrease of $500 compared to fiscal year 2017. The general fund appropriation for fiscal year 2018 was $4,500 less than in fiscal year 2017. The shift 
of an additional $5,000 from the Southwest Center to the Northwest Center reflects reserve funds available to the Southwest Center and the need for additional marketing and promotion for the Northwest Center. No Regent University is currently providing courses at the Quad Cities Graduate Center. Compensation Change The Board approved increasing the base salary for Special Schools Superintendent Steve Gettle by 1% for fiscal year 2018 from $189,000 to $190,890. The board also awarded the performance incentive of $15,500 resulting from Superintendent Gettle's fiscal year 2017 evaluation and established a new performance incentive for fiscal year 2018 of $20,000. Fiscal Year 2018 Budgets The Board approved the Fiscal Year 2018 Budgets for the three universities, the Iowa School for the Deaf, the Iowa Braille and Sight Saving School, Iowa Public Radio, and the Board Office. Search Committee Updates Interim Executive Director Keith Saunders updated the Board on the status of the search for a new Executive Director. The Search Committee plans to bring finalists to the next meeting in September. Chief Operating Officer Mark Braun updated the board on the status of the search for the next president of Iowa State University. The application deadline is August 24th, and the search committee will begin reviewing applications at a meeting in September. The next meeting of the Board of Regents is scheduled for September 6th through the 7th, 2017, at the University of Iowa. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Robin Madison, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-5270. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, August 9, 2017. State Appeal Board Meeting, August 2017. The State Appeal Board met on August 7, 2017 in Des Moines. The Board took the following actions. Approved approximately $63,000 in general claims under Iowa Code Chapter 25, approved five tort claims filed under Iowa Code Chapter 669 for approximately $31,000. The board denied tort claims totaling approximately $5 million. Approximately $2.3 million in tort claims was withdrawn prior to the board meeting. Settlements. The State Appeal Board approved two settlements. A payment of approximately $4 to pay printing costs related to a discretionary review concerning the special sentence calculation of sex offenders with multiple sex offenses as identified in Iowa Code Section 901.8. And a payment of $175,000 to settle a lawsuit that alleged negligence at the University of Iowa Hospitals and Clinics, UIHC, where a patient was left alone to use a bedside commode. Despite written orders in place requiring assistance, the patient alleged that she was not assisted and while returning to her bed fell and suffered a fracture of the right arm that required surgery. The next regular meeting of the State Appeal Board is scheduled for September 5, 2017 in Des Moines. The staff contacts for this fiscal update are Christine Meckler, Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6561 and Laura Book, Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-725-0509. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, August 9, 2017. Iowa Law Enforcement Academy Council, August 2017 meeting. The Iowa Law Enforcement Academy, ILEA, Council met at Camp Dodge on August 3, 2017. 
The meeting was called to order by Chairperson Brian Gardner, Lynn County Sheriff. The minutes from the last regular meeting and special meeting were approved as well as items for the consent agenda. Updated electronic scheduling. Director Judy Bradshaw detailed the move to an automated ILEA schedule that is available online. Standard scheduling software did not accommodate the needs of the ILEA, so an IT specialist with the Department of Public Defense was contracted to provide a workable solution that the director is very pleased with. The system will create more efficiency and make it easier to schedule specialty schools around the basic academy schedule. Waivers and extensions. The council granted waivers and extensions related to individuals with the Esterville Police Department, the Pottawatomie County Sheriff's Office, and the West Point Donaldson Police Department. Director report. Director Bradshaw reported on a few items. The fiscal year 2018 budget cycle has begun and the ILEA is still working through how a reduction in the general fund appropriation will be handled. Enrollment for the Fall Basic Academy is looking good and potential program cuts will not need to be considered until the new calendar year. The 274th Basic Academy class will hold graduation on August 11, 2017 and the 275th Basic Academy class will hold graduation on August 18, 2017. And work is continuing on updating curriculum with a crisis intervention mental health unit. The next council meeting will be October 5, 2017 at the ILEA building at Camp Dodge. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Alice Wisner, Legislative Analyst 3 with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6764. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, August 9, 2017. Department of Inspections and Appeals, Fiscal Year 2018 Budget Reduction Allocation. Background, House File 640, Fiscal Year 2018 Administration and Regulation Appropriations Act passed by the General Assembly on May 3, 2017 and signed by Governor Branstad on May 12, 2017 reduced the fiscal year 2018 operating budget for the Department of Inspections and Appeals, DIA, by approximately $11.4 million. In addition to this general reduction, House File 640 also required the director of the DIA to reduce the operating budget by a further amount of $203,000 allocated among the divisions of the department at the discretion of the director. On July 11, 2017, the DIA informed the Legislative Services Agency, LSA, that the additional budget reduction of $203,000 was allocated among the divisions of the department as follows. Department Division Administrative hearings reduction $11,300. Department Division Child Advocacy Board reduction $44,608. Department Division Employment Appeal Board reduction $703. Department Division Food and Consumer Safety reduction $9,927. Department Division Health Facilities reduction $93,819 and Department Division Investigations, reduction $42,824, for a total of $203,181. Transfer Notice. House File 640 also provided language authorizing the DIA in consultation with the Department of Management, DOM, to transfer any allocations or appropriations made in House File 640 among the individual divisions. The DIA must provide a transfer notice to the DOM and the LSA. As of August 7, 2018, no notice of transfer has been made to either the DOM or the LSA. 
The staff contact for this fiscal update is Christine Meckler, Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6561. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, August 10, 2017. Tribute Bell Donated for Iowa Veterans Trust Fund. Donation. The Spirit of Iowa Tribute Bell will be cast over three days, August 12th through the 14th, 2017, at the Iowa State Fair near the Administration Building. The bell will be built into a trailer that can be transported to community events to tell the story of Iowa veterans and to raise awareness of veterans' needs. Seven private corporations and nonprofits raised funds for the new bell, which will also be used to fundraise for the Iowa Veterans Trust Fund. No state funds are being used in the creation of the bell, purchase of the trailer, or trailer licensing fees. The Verdin Company will be the on-site casting of the custom bell in its mobile bell foundry. Fairgoers will participate and learn about how a bell is made in the three-day process and to be able to tour the, quote, foundry on wheels. After the bell is finished and dedicated to the state of Iowa, it will remain on display for the rest of the fair, then appear at community events around the state. Guidelines for the use of the bell will be determined by the Department of Veterans Affairs at a later date. A separate budget unit for trailer maintenance will be created within the trust fund from donated funds. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Kenneth Ohms, Legislative Analyst 2 with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-725-2200. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, August 10, 2017. State Board of Education Meeting, August 2017. Board of Education Meeting. The State Board of Education met on August 3, 2017 in Des Moines. The board heard public comment on the post-secondary readiness metric outlined in the current draft of the statewide Every Student Succeeds Act, ESSA, plan. Review of rules. The board reviewed changes to the following rules ready for adoption and filing. Chapter 21, Community Colleges. Chapter 33, Educating the Homeless. Chapter 61, Iowa Reading Research Center. And Chapter 62, State Standards for Progression in Reading. The board reviewed changes to the following rules put forth under a notice of intended action. Chapter 83, Teacher and Administrator Quality Programs. And Chapter 98, Financial Management of Categorical Funding. Open Enrollment. The board reviewed multiple decisions regarding late open enrollment applications. The state board rejected one of the local school board rulings regarding an open enrollment request relating to bullying that precipitated the open enrollment request. There will be a board meeting to vote on the modified language in the ruling on August 10, 2017. Approval of programs. The board approved the Buena Vista University BVU teacher preparation program with additional follow-up reviews at six months and in-depth review in a year. Previously, BVU had a one-year conditional approval of its preparation program with 26 compliance concerns. Many of these concerns were related to oversight in the program. The university made significant changes to address the issue over the course of the last year. Iowa Western Community College received its interim accreditation. Staff from the community college highlighted Potawatomi Promise, a partnership with a local foundation that supports students meeting specific criteria by providing scholarships for tuition, fees, and books. This is a $5 million commitment from the foundation over the first years of the program. The community college has dedicated over $1 million to support the program over the first three years to provide additional wraparound support for students receiving scholarships. 
The board heard a report on the follow-up accreditation visits that occurred in the previous year for Cornell College, Wartburg College, Regents Alternative Pathway to Licensure, Kaplan University, and Maharishi University of Management. Paraeducator preparation programs at Prairie Lakes AEA, Iowa Western Community College, and Iowa Lakes Community College were also approved. Statewide Assessment. The request for proposal, RFP, for the new statewide assessment was posted in June and the Department of Education in conjunction with the Department of Administrative Services is in the process of finalizing the panel that will review the bids that are placed. The panel will consist of an odd number of people with different stakeholders represented. Review criteria based on the requirements in Senate File 240 Statewide Assessment Act are being finalized. Proposals were due on August 4, 2017. The department intends to award the contract in September and sign a contract in October. Administrative rules will be promulgated based on the outcome of the RFP and will establish the statewide assessment. Based on current legislation, all schools will move to the new assessment in spring 2019. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Jocelyn Garretts, Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-275-2249. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, August 11, 2017. New license plate designs available for public vote. Governor Kim Reynolds and Lieutenant Governor Adam Gregg, along with the Department of Transportation, DOT, Director Mark Lau, unveiled three potential designs for Iowa's new license plate at the Iowa State Fair. State Fair participants can vote on their favorite design at the DOT's booth in the Varied Industries building. Downloadable images of the designs are located on the Iowa DOT website. The potential license plates were designed in collaboration with the DOT, the Governor's Office, and other state agencies. The current plate design has been in place since 1998. Iowa Code Section 312.2 Subsection 3 authorizes funds to be transferred from the Road Use Tax Fund to pay for the manufacturing costs associated with license plates. In fiscal year 2015, $3.4 million was transferred and $3.1 million was transferred in fiscal year 2016. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Michael Guansi, Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 725-1286. To see the photographs of the license plates that accompany this article, go to the Iowa General Assembly website at www.legis.iowa.gov. Click on the Publications tab, then click on Fiscal Analysis in the gray area to the left. Next, under the heading Fiscal Publications, click on Fiscal Update and go to the PDF titled New License Plate Designs Available for Public Vote. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, August 11, 2017. Leopold Center Task Force holds public input meeting. The Leopold Center Task Force held a public input meeting on August 9, 2017 in Ames, that began with the opening remarks by Wendy Winterstein, Dean of the College of Agriculture and Life Sciences at Iowa State University, ISU. The task force will hold five meetings to receive public input on the future of the Leopold Center, and the comments received will be summarized in a report that will be presented to the Leopold Center Advisory Board. Background, the Leopold Center for Sustainable Agriculture at ISU was created in 1987 with the passage of the Iowa Groundwater Protection Act. 
The goal of the center is to identify ways to farm profitably while conserving natural resources and reducing negative environmental and social impacts. The Leopold Center is managed by Director Mark Rasmussen and is governed by a 17-member advisory board. The task force was created by the board after the funding from the Groundwater Protection Fund was transferred from the Leopold Center to the Nutrient Research Center beginning in fiscal year 2018. The task force is chaired by Director Rasmussen and Doug Gronau, the chairperson of the board. Prior funding information. Prior to July 1, 2017, the Leopold Center received 35% of the fees that were collected and deposited into the Agriculture Management Account in the Groundwater Protection Fund. This included the annual inspection and license fees paid by all commercial fertilizer licensees and pesticide product registration fees. These fee programs are administered by the Department of Agriculture and Land Stewardship. The fees are deposited in the Groundwater Protection Fund that is administered by the Department of Natural Resources and the funds were transferred quarterly to the Leopold Center. The total amount transferred was approximately $1.7 million per year. Such monies are now transferred to the Iowa Nutrient Research Fund. Public Input Guidelines Members of the public were asked to consider the following guidelines when formulating comments and questions. What are your issues or challenges related to sustainable agriculture in Iowa? What are your major research priorities for the Leopold Center? What are the most important extension or outreach activities for the Leopold Center? what source of funding could be used by the Leopold Center, and what strategic partnerships or collaborations could the Leopold Center pursue. Comments. The following are some of the comments received from members of the public at the meeting. The Leopold Center should encourage farmers to take a systems approach that uses natural ways to protect water quality. The public should be educated about the problems with losing topsoil as this is a natural carbon water filter. Encourage legislators to support agriculture research by public institutions. Move the Leopold Center to another university or organization. Encourage legislators to increase the sales tax to provide funding for the Natural Resources and Outdoor Recreation Trust Fund. Investigate other foundations that would contribute to the Leopold Center. Consider producing other crops besides corn and soybeans. Create a Leopold Center lottery ticket. Communicate the priorities of the Leopold Center to the governor. Stay informed about the upcoming farm bill that will be passed in 2018. Revitalize rural Iowa and create sustainable agricultural production for persons on smaller farms. Focus on all types of agriculture production and not just on organic farming. Charge a $1 service fee on football tickets to fund the Leopold Center. And educate all Iowans on the importance of the Leopold Center. The next public input meeting will be held on August 23, 2017 in Lewis, although the exact location was not announced. For more information, refer to the Leopold Center website. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Deb Kozell, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6767. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, August 11, 2017, Iowa Drought Conditions. This article contains a map detailing drought conditions for Iowa as of August 8, 2017. Currently, there are two areas in the state categorized with severe drought and one area with moderate drought. The information is from the United States Drought Monitor. 
Drought Information, Iowa State University Extension and Outreach has drought information on its website. Articles that have been previously published related to drought are available as well as weather updates. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Deb Kozell, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6767. To see the map that accompanies this article, go to the Iowa General Assembly website at www.legis.iowa.gov. Click on the Publications tab, then click on Fiscal Analysis in the gray area to the left. Next, under the heading Fiscal Publications, click on Fiscal Update and go to the PDF titled Iowa Drought Conditions. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, August 14, 2017. Natural Resource Commission Meeting. Olofsson Shooting Range. The Natural Resource Commission met on August 10, 2017 at the Olofsson Shooting Range located in Polk City. The Olofsson Shooting Range has been closed since December 2016 to remove old structures in order to construct a new building. The new building is scheduled to open to the public in October 2017. The building has a classroom that will be used for meetings and for educational opportunities such as hunter safety courses. Recreational opportunities include shooting ranges, a skeet shoot area, and an archery area. Director's Remarks Director of the Department of Natural Resources, DNR Chuck Gipp, talked about its dedication of the Avonson Archery Range on July 18, 2017. The archery range is located at Volga River State Recreation Area in Fayette County. The dedication was in memory of Don Avenson, who lived near the area and served as a member of the Iowa House of Representatives from 1972 to 1990. His achievements include the creation of the Resource Enhancement and Protection, or REAP, program and the Groundwater Protection Act. Contracts. The Natural Resource Commission approved the following contracts. A contract with the City of Des Moines for up to $258,000 for engineering and design services at the Easter Lake Watershed Project. A contract with Jones County for $109,000 for a boat ramp and parking lot located at Central Park Lake. A contract with Story County for up to $93,000 to implement watershed practices at Hickory Grove Park. This includes stabilization of the lake shoreline. And a contract with the Conservation Corps for $174,000 to complete habitat projects and remove invasive species from land owned by the DNR. Land Acquisitions the Commission approved the following land acquisitions. The sale of 1.8 acres in Winnesheek County adjacent to the Bluffton Fur Stand Wildlife Management Area. The land was purchased from an estate and the plan was to remove all buildings. However, there is a home located on the land that is eligible to be on the National Register of Historic Places. The house and land was sold for $5,000, but the buyer is required to pay a preservation easement monitoring fee to the Office of the State Archaeologist. The donation of 2.2 acres in Wright County adjacent to the Elm Lake Wildlife Management Area. The purchase of 53 acres in Sac County for $55,000. The land will be used to provide public access to hunting, fishing, and other outdoor activities. The purchase of 212 acres in Clark County for $496,000. The land has a permanent conservation easement and is adjacent to West Lake. 
the land will be used to provide public access to hunting, fishing, and other outdoor activities, and the purchase of 253 acres in Almaquee County for $789,000. The land is part of the former Tihawaga Girl Scout Camp and will be used to provide public access to hunting, fishing, and other outdoor activities. The next meeting will be held on September 14th in Storm Lake. For additional information, see the Natural Resource Commission website. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Deb Kozell, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6767. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, August 15, 2017. Iowa Attorney General Nationwide to pay $5.5 million in multi-state settlement. Data breach. On October 2012, data breach of Nationwide Mutual Insurance Company exposed personal information from around 1.3 million consumers, including 91,620 Iowans. Attorneys General from 32 states plus the District of Columbia filed suit alleging that the breach occurred after Nationwide failed to apply a critical security patch. Settlement. As part of the multi-state settlement, Nationwide will enhance its online security practices and pay $5.5 million to the Attorneys General. The settlement with Nationwide and its subsidiary, Allied Property and Casualty Insurance Company, includes a payment of nearly $322,000 to Iowa. The settlement requires payment from Nationwide to the Attorneys General within 30 days of August 9, 2017, the effective date of the assurance. Fiscal impact. The payment of nearly $322,000 will be deposited into the state's Consumer Education and Litigation Fund under the Iowa Department of Justice. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Laura Book, Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-725-0509. Fiscal update. Fiscal Services Division, August 15, 2017. College Student Aid Commission Fund Transfer. National Guard Education Assistance Program. The Department of Management notified the Legislative Services Agency on August 15, 2017 that $219,857 will be transferred from the College Student Aid Commission's Scholarship and Tuition Grant Reserve Fund to the National Guard Educational Assistance Program, NGEAP, on or after August 25, 2017. The transfer will fund a fiscal year 2018 shortfall in the NGEAP to allow the greatest number of awards possible. Iowa Code Section 261.20 authorizes the use of the reserved fund to alleviate shortfalls in appropriations for other scholarship or tuition grant programs. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Robin Madison, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-5270. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, August 15, 2017. Board of Corrections Meeting, August 2017. The Board of Corrections met August 4, 2017 at the Clorinda Correctional Facility, CCF, and was welcomed by Warden Randy Gibbs. Warden Gibbs stated that even though the Mental Health Institute, MHI, has closed, they still consider the CCF to be part of a treatment complex. He noted that the Zion Recovery Services Treatment Center and the Clorinda Academy still on the grounds, and the CCF offers education through Iowa Western Community College and employment with H&H trailers. The closing of the Clorinda Lodge after 
fiscal year 2017, DIA appropriations were very challenging as around 200 offenders needed to be moved back to the CCF. The CCF has been pushed to find new ways of doing business and change how they operate. A short presentation was given regarding the dog training program started in May 2016 at the CCF. The inmates assist with basic training of the dogs. Originally, the CCF had partnered with the Animal Rescue League in Des Moines, but it is now adding dogs from local animal shelters in Clorinda, Shenandoah, and Red Oak. It was stated that the dog program has changed the atmosphere in the housing units and it is seen as an honor to be picked to work with a dog. A current offender who has been at the CCF for 22 months stated that the work that is available in the community, the Page County Landfill and the Clorinda Cemetery, are two locations using inmate labor, provides a sense of confidence, better work ethic, and preparation for the inmate to re-enter society when their sentence is done. He stated that the offenders see it as an honor to work in the community and know that they are helping. Director's Report. Director Jerry Bartoff provided an update of activity and items of interest since the last meeting, including the following. Director Bertoff met with the Department of Transportation Director Mark Lau regarding the possibility of signage being done at the Anamosa State Penitentiary Iowa Prison Industries IPI and with the Office of the Chief Information Officer about using IPI for print shop operations. Members of the American Probation and Parole Association will be doing some studies in Iowa to identify efficiencies and set capacity numbers. That information will be used to form budget requests. August 1st marked the 20th anniversary of the Newton Correctional Facility, NCF. An event to celebrate was held that day at the NCF. Director Bartoff has been requested to be a part of a work group headed by the Department of Human Services, DHS, on mental health, disability, and substance abuse disorder services. This work group was established in Senate File 504 and their report is to be submitted to the Governor and General Assembly by December 15, 2017. A 50-state summit on public safety that Director Bartoff has been asked to attend will be held in Washington, D.C. Department of Corrections DOC Healthcare Administrator Dr. Jerome Greenfield, Representative Zach Nunn, and Des Moines Police Chief Dana Weingart will also be attending. And two upcoming retirements of DOC personnel who represent many years of dedication and experience include Letty Prell, Research Director, and Diane Wilder, Inspector General. Prell will retire September 22nd, and Wilder will be retiring at the end of the year. H&H Trailers. Tyler Gray, plant manager of H&H Trailers, gave a presentation on the apprenticeship program that was started at the CCF a couple of years ago. The goals are to show the inmates what it takes to work as a team, show them how to give and receive respect, and allow them to save some money to repay restitution and fines and have a little bit of savings when they are released from the facility. The inmates have stated that the ability to fabricate and weld are good skills to have when they are released. H&H often offers employment opportunities either in Clorinda or at their Indiana parent location to offenders upon release. Budget. The Department of Corrections financial manager, Steve Dick, gave a budget update. The accrual period will end August 30th and then fiscal year 2017 will be finalized. There will probably be one final reallocation through the central office later in August. Capital appropriations for the Iowa Correctional Institution for Women and the Iowa State Penitentiary are final and those budget units are closed. 
Fiscal year 2018 budgeting is really tight and limiting, although there are efforts to maintain the status quo with staffing. Requirements are challenging, as is uncertainty with Iowa Code Chapter 20 changes, including what health insurance offerings for CY 2018 will be. There are currently 39 fewer staff positions in DOC institutions and 7 fewer staff in community-based corrections facilities. In particular, there are challenges hiring nurses and correctional officer positions. The DOC may consider hiring nurse practitioners and licensed practical nurses rather than registered nurses. Department-wide average overtime expenses have been reduced from $170,000 per day per pay period to $100,000 per pay period. Those savings had been projected and built into the fiscal year 2018 budget. Additional savings may be realized in lower costs for licensing Microsoft services. The DHS has turned over the MHI grounds to the DOC. While that means additional maintenance costs, it also provides some opportunities for using the grounds. The overall goal for the fiscal year 2018 budget is to maintain existing staff. However, the DOC cannot continue to absorb the costs of increasing salaries and health care. And two current major maintenance projects at the CCF include a $250,000 to $300,000 roofing project and a $300,000 project to replace a boiler in the MHI facility. Public comments. Several retired and current CCF employees offered comments on the success of existing CCF programs, concern for staffing levels, and budget issues. A common theme in the comments was an understanding that budgets were tight, but staffing and morale levels needed to be increased so that staff would feel safe and appreciated. It was stated that inmates were also nervous about staffing levels as they felt unsafe. Board discussion. Board member Dr. John Chalstrom stated that the DOC is dependent upon the state appropriation and cannot be internally divided. Advocacy needs to be done with legislators for adequate funding and staffing. He also applauded the DOC central office for the streamlining they have done. He recognized that the budget concerns affect morale, but that relationships within the organization cannot be affected. Board member Larry Crudage encouraged those with concerns to speak with their elected legislators. The next board meeting is scheduled for 9 a.m. on September 8, 2017 at the Iowa Medical and Classification Center in Coralville. For additional information, see the DOC website. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Alice Wisner, Legislative Analyst 3 with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6764. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, August 15, 2017. Audit, Department of Public Safety. Audit, Department of Public Safety. Fiscal Year 2016 Audit. State Auditor Mary Moseman released the audit report on the Iowa Department of Public Safety, DPS, for Fiscal Year 2016 on August 4, 2017. The Iowa DPS is charged with promoting the safety of all Iowans from hazards associated with crime, fire, and traffic through law enforcement. Fiscal Year 2016 Findings. Findings related to statutory requirements and other matters included. There is a requirement in the Iowa Code that local fire officials file 90% of monthly fire reports with the State Fire Marshal Division within 10 business days following the end of each month for all fires causing an estimated damage of $50 or more or for emergency responses by the fire service. However, less than 90% of fire reports were submitted by local 
officials during fiscal year 2016. The department responded that web-based software purchased in 2010 has made it easier for fire departments to report their fires. However, while the state requires timely reporting, there is no funding mechanism for ensuring this occurs, and the DPS does not have authority to sanction fire chiefs that do not report in a timely manner. This item was also noted by the auditor in the fiscal year 2014 and fiscal year 2015 audits. The department noted that during calendar year 2016, 68.8% of fire departments did submit reports. Every state department is required to maintain a written, detailed, and up-to-date inventory of property under its charge and control. The auditor reported that in the DPS inventory, additions and deletions were underreported by $94,000, an adjustment of $1,000 to accumulated depreciation for machinery, equipment, and vehicles was not included on the generally accepted accounting principles GAAP package. Sales revenues for equipment was underreported on the GAAP package by $207,000, and depreciation was underreported on the GAAP package for $12,000. The department responded that it reviewed and made corrections regarding all of the capital asset findings. The department has reviewed the capital asset issues in detail, implemented a separate reporting process to identify and correct the glitches in the DPS's computer system, and reviewed the issues with staff to ensure no reoccurrences. And every state department is required to establish a procurement goal for certified and targeted small businesses, TSB, each fiscal year. The goal should exceed the procurement levels from certified TSBs during the previous year. The TSB procurement goal for the DPS for fiscal year 2016 was not set at a level greater than the fiscal year 2015 actual TSB spending. The department responded that it will set the TSB goal above the prior year's spending. However, given recent reductions to appropriations statewide, the DPS is unable to commit to meeting the TSB goal. Response acceptance. The auditor accepted all of the department's responses. The full audit report can be found on the Auditor of State's website. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Alice Wisner, Legislative Analyst 3 with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6764. Fiscal update, Fiscal Services Division, August 16, 2017. City Development Board Meeting. The City Development Board met on August 16, 2017. The Board denied a City of Ames annexation request that included involuntary parcels. Board members stated that the annexation did not create more uniform boundaries. The City Development Board is appointed by the Governor and acts on petitions for municipal boundary changes including annexation, addition of territory to a city, severance, deletion of territory from a city, consolidation, combining of two or more cities into one city, discontinuance, termination of a city, and incorporation, establishment of a new city. The board functions as an impartial third party responsible for placing an objective influence on the boundary change process. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Ron Robinson, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6256. Fiscal update, Fiscal Services Division, August 16, 2017. Audit, University of Northern Iowa. Audit report, on August 7, 2017, the Auditor of State released a report on the annual audit of the University of Northern Iowa for the year ended June 30, 2016. 
No findings or recommendations. The auditor reported no findings and made no recommendations. The report cites fiscal year 2016 full-time equivalent enrollment of 9,708 students compared to 9,765 students in fiscal year 2015. The average cost per student was $14,836 compared to $14,960 for the prior year. The full audit report can be found on the Auditor of State's website. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Robin Madison, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-5270. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, August 17, 2017. Computer Science Workgroup, August 2017. The Computer Science Workgroup, as established in the 2017 legislative session by Senate File 274, Computer Science Act, met in Des Moines on August 15, 2017. The work group is made up of education stakeholders, including state senators and representatives, K-12 and higher education school leaders and teachers, and leadership from multiple other education organizations across Iowa. The work group heard a presentation from representatives from Code.org, a leading organization focused on computer science education and computer science education research. The conversation focused around the question, quote, what is computer science, end quote, a key point of of their presentation was the difference between computer literacy and computer science, the ability to use technology versus the ability to create technology. The presenters cautioned that both skills are vital to a strong computer science program. Panel, other states. There was a panel discussion with representatives from Arkansas, Nevada, Rhode Island, and Washington about the genesis and ongoing work of computer science programs in those states. Each state has approached computer science education in a unique way. Arkansas, in the spring of 2015, the state legislature passed Act 187 that required every high school in Arkansas to offer at least one computer science class the following fall. Arkansas simultaneously created online classes for schools that did not have computer science teachers and ramped up computer science certification by providing funding for teacher recertification and professional development in computer science. There was a $5 million appropriation in each of the first two years of the program. There is now a line item $2.5 million to pay for ongoing expenses, including continued outside professional development, certification programs for teachers, and the eight FTE positions that work throughout the state to provide professional development. Nevada. Nevada's Task Force on Computer Science put forth recommendations in fall 2016 regarding computer science in the state. The Nevada Department of Education will convene a writing team to collaborate on the state computer science standards in August 2017. Rhode Island. The Computer Science Initiative in Rhode Island is spearheaded by Governor Gina Raimondo, who committed $2.4 million to teacher professional development in computer science. Teachers across the state can voluntarily participate in computer science professional development. Subsequently, computer science is not housed in a single department, i.e. math, science, or career and technical education, CTE, as any teacher can volunteer for the professional development. Rhode Island does not have a generalized computer science teacher certification, though they do have a certification for the CTE stranded computer science courses. 
Washington, the Washington legislature passed HB 1813 during the 2015-2016 session with bipartisan support. This bill set out framework for computer standards, established a grant program with matching funds of $2 million, and created a computer science endorsement for teachers seeking to teach computer science classes. In Washington, computer science is both integrated into existing curriculum and offered in discrete classes. Panel, local and national experts. The work group heard discussion from a panel of local and national experts on the pros and cons of various scenarios for rolling out computer science requirements in Iowa. The work group then had small group discussion about the same scenarios. The next meeting of the work group is scheduled for September 13, 2017. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Jocelyn Garrett, Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-725-2249. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, August 18, 2017. Iowa Drought Conditions as of August 15, 2017. Drought Conditions. There are maps detailing drought conditions for Iowa as of August 15, 2017. Currently, there are two areas in southern Iowa categorized with extreme drought. There are also two areas with severe drought, three areas with moderate drought, and three areas that are abnormally dry. The information is from the United States Drought Monitor. Drought Information. Iowa State University Extension and Outreach has published an updated document discussing crop insurance during a drought. Other information is available on the Extension and Outreach website. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Deborah Kozell, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6767. To see the map and chart that accompanies this article, go to the Iowa General Assembly website at www.legis.iowa.gov. Click on the Publications tab, then click on Fiscal Analysis in the gray area to the left. Next, under the heading Fiscal Publications, click on Fiscal Update and go to the PDF titled Iowa Drought Conditions as of August 15, 2017. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, August 22, 2017, Iowa Economic Development Authority Board Meeting. The Iowa Economic Development Authority, IEDA, Board met on August 18, 2017 and took the following actions. Direct Financial Assistance and Tax Benefits. Approved five projects for direct financial assistance and tax benefits through the High Quality Jobs Program, HQJP. The awards are to assist in the creation of 62 jobs and are expected to result in approximately $48 million in new capital investments. Entrepreneurial Investment Awards. Approved three awards totaling $460,000 from the Entrepreneurial Investment Awards Program. The awards include $160,000 to the Northeast Iowa Community College in Kalmar, $120,000 to the Iowa City Area Development Group and New Bohemian Innovation Collaboration in the Iowa City and Cedar Rapids Corridor Region, and $200,000 to the Iowa State Research Park in Ames. The program is established under Iowa Code Section 15E.362. Strategic Infrastructure Program. Approved a Strategic Infrastructure Program Fund award of $200,000 to the University of Iowa for the Proto Studios project. The fund is established under Iowa Code Section 15.313. 
redevelopment tax credits. Reallocated $700,000 in fiscal year 2017 redevelopment tax credits from a new Hy-Vee store in Sioux City, Iowa that is not going forward to Hobart Historic Restoration for the redevelopment of the Gancho Apartments building in Washington, Iowa. Reinvestment District Program approved a maximum amount of $13.5 million from the Iowa Reinvestment District Program for the Sioux City Reinvestment District Plan submitted by the City of Sioux City. The program is designed to assist communities in developing transformative projects that will improve the quality of life, create and enhance unique opportunities, and substantially benefit the community, region, and state. The program provides for up to $100 million in new state hotel, motel, and sales tax revenues to be reinvested within approved districts. Districts are not allowed to exceed 25 acres in size and must be in an urban renewal area. Iowa reinvestment district plans must include tax revenues generated by new retail establishments and new lessors. New retail establishments cannot exceed 50% of the total proposed capital investment. At least one of the new proposed projects within the district must reach a total capital investment of $10 million. Additionally, the total amount of the new tax revenues to be remitted to the municipality cannot exceed 35% of the total cost of all proposed projects in the district plan. Angel Investor Tax Credit Certificates Approved the issuance of Angel Investor Tax Credit Certificates totaling $989,000 to 54 investors. Other actions. The board approved a vendor agreement not to exceed $200,000 for warehousing and fulfilling requests for the Iowa Travel Guide. Financial summary. The board also received financial reports from IEDA staff. As of July 31, 2017, the following amounts remain unobligated. General Fund Operations Fiscal Year 2018, $1.5 million. High Quality Jobs Creation Program, HQJP, Fiscal Year 2018, $10.1 million. And Tax Credit Cap, Fiscal Year 2018 Allocation, $151.1 million. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Ron Robinson, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6256. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, August 22, 2017. Audit Report, Judicial Branch. Audit Report Released. The Auditor's Office released a report on the Iowa Judicial Branch for the year ended June 30, 2016. Financial Reporting. The Generally Accepted Accounting Principles GAAP package is required to be submitted to the Iowa Department of Administrative Services State Accounting Enterprise, DASSAE, by the first week of September each year. The audit found the accumulated depreciation was understated by $108,916. Recommendation. The judicial branch should ensure the GAAP package information is complete and accurate. Response. An incorrect depreciation report was inadvertently used. The judicial branch will use the correct report for the current year. Conclusion. Response accepted. The audit report is available on the Auditor of State's website for more information. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Laura Book, Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-725-0509. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, August 24, 2017, Executive Council Meeting. The Executive Council met on Monday, August 21, 2017 and approved the following agenda items. 
Annual Group Insurance Renewal. The Council approved a new insurance plan design and rate changes for all state employees except those covered by the State Police Officers Council, or SPOC, beginning January 1, 2018. Participants will have two options. Iowa Choice. The participant will have a large selection of doctors and hospitals in Iowa and in counties sharing a border with Iowa. The plan also includes coverage for emergencies while out of the state. The premiums are as follows. Single coverage, $40 per month. Family coverage, $150 per month. National choice. The participant will have a large selection of doctors and hospitals in Iowa and nationwide. The premiums are as follows. Single coverage, $93 per month. Family coverage, $273 per month. Payment of sexually violent predator court costs. The court approved the payment of $23,724 in expert witness fees pursuant to Iowa Code Section 7D.10 for court costs and expenses incurred in prosecuting civil commitments under Iowa Code Chapter 229A for the Sexually Violent Predator SVP program. Payment of costs. A total of $57,377 was approved. This included the payment of repair costs for five state patrol cars due to hail and deer damage, flood damage at Palisades Kepler State Park, and various attorney fees. Emergency allocations. A total of $14,630 was approved for the following. $8,740 to repair hail damage to an Iowa State Patrol car in Webster County, and $5,890 to repair damage to an Iowa State Patrol car resulting from a deer accident in Wapalo County. World Food Prize. The Council approved the World Food Prize Foundation's request to serve wine at the Laureate Award Ceremony Reception and dinner that will be held at the Iowa State Capitol on October 19, 2017. Governor's Proclamation of a State Disaster Emergency return of funds. The Department of Human Services returned $203,157 of unspent disaster grant funds issued during fiscal year 2017. Pursuant to Iowa Code Section 29C.20a, these funds were distributed to individuals or families to repair or replace items affected by the disaster emergency that could not be met by other means of financial assistance. The next scheduled meeting of the Executive Council is Monday, August 28, 2017. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Jennifer Acton, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-7846. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, August 24, 2017. Board of Regents Funds Transfer. Regents Resource Centers. The Department of Management notified the Legislative Services Agency on August 15, 2017 of the allocations to the Board of Regents Resource Centers. In House File 642, the General Assembly appropriated $278,848 for fiscal year 2018 to be allocated between the resource centers at the discretion of the Board. The fiscal year 2018 appropriation was $4,500 less than the total of the appropriations to the centers in fiscal year 2017. The funds transfer allocates the funds as follows. 
Southwest Regents Resource Center, $177,734, a decrease of $5,000 compared to fiscal year 2017 to shift resources to the Northwest Center. Northwest Regents Resource Center, $101,114, an increase of $5,000 compared to fiscal year 2017 to fund additional marketing and promotional activities. And Quad Cities Graduate Center, zero, a decrease of $500 compared to fiscal year 2017 because no Regents University is currently providing courses at the center. The allocations were approved by the Board of Regents at the August 2017 meeting. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Robin Madison, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-5270. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, August 24, 2017. Audit, Homeland Security and Emergency Management Department. Fiscal Year 2016 Audit. State Auditor Mary Moseman released a letter on August 21, 2017 regarding the audit completed on the Homeland Security and Emergency Management Department, HSEMD, for Fiscal Year 2016. The HSEMD is responsible for making Iowa more prepared for disasters, both natural and man-made. The department's mission is to lead, coordinate, and support homeland security and emergency management functions in order to establish sustainable communities and ensure economic opportunities for Iowa and its citizens. Fiscal Year 2016 Finding The only finding in the audit was related to statutory requirements and other matters. Every state department is required to establish a procurement goal for Certified Targeted Small Businesses, TSB, each fiscal year. The goal should exceed the procurement levels from Certified TSBs during the previous year. The TSB procurement goals for the HSEMD for fiscal year 2016 were at a level less than the fiscal year 2015 actual TSB spending. The department responded that it will set the TSB goal above the prior year's spending and that staff changes and a lack of training for new staff led to the error. Response acceptance. The auditor accepted the department's response. The full audit report can be found on the Auditor of State's website. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Alice Wisner, Legislative Analyst 3 with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6764. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, August 24, 2017. Audit Report, Department of Public Health. The Auditor's Office released a report on the Department of Public Health, DPH, for the year ended June 30, 2016, fiscal year 2016, on August 21, 2017. Fiscal year 2016 findings. Findings related to the state's single audit report, internal controls, statutory requirements, and other matters included. Cash management. Effective cash management procedures provide for minimizing the amount of time between the drawdown slash request for federal funds and the disbursement of those funds. These procedures also minimize the amount of state and other federal funds used to supplant programs until federal funds are received. The auditor found the following deficiencies. The Special Supplemental Nutrition Program for Women, Infants, and Children, or WIC, 
had cash balances in excess of $200,000 for 151 days. The block grants for prevention and treatment of substance abuse had cash balances in excess of $200,000 for 7 to 24 days. And the Maternal, Infant, and Early Childhood Home Visitation Program, MIECHV, had two instances where cash balances were in excess of $50,000 for 8 to 13 days. Sub-recipient monitoring. The uniform guidance requires the department be responsible for monitoring the activities of its sub-recipients as necessary to ensure the sub-award is used for authorized purposes in compliance with federal statutes, regulations, and the terms and conditions of the sub-award. Pass-through entity monitoring of sub-recipients must include a review of required financial reports. The department has established policies and procedures for obtaining and performing desk reviews of sub-recipient audit reports. Of the 81 required desk reviews, 34 were not completed. In addition, four of the 20 desk reviews tested were not completed timely. This was found on two different programs, the Special Supplemental Nutrition Program for Women, Infants, and Children, or WIC, and the Block Grants for Prevention and Treatment of Substance Abuse. Property Inventory. Every State Department is required to maintain a written, detailed, and up-to-date inventory of property under its charge and control. The auditor reported that eight capital asset additions were not properly capitalized by the DPH. GAAP Reporting. Departments record receipts and disbursements in the Integrated Information for Iowa one-third system throughout the year, including the accrual period. Activity not recorded in the one-third system is reported to the Iowa Department of Administrative Services, State Accounting Enterprise, DASSAE, in a generally accepted accounting principles GAAP package. The GAAP package is to be submitted to DASSAE by the first week of September each year. The DPH understated receivables by $180,000 on the GAAP package. The DPH responded that due to several key staff vacancies in the Finance Bureau and other priority financial deadlines, the reconciliation process was not completed in a timely manner. The department will review the procedure with key staff to ensure accurate GAAP package information. Targeted small business procurement. Every state department is required to establish a procurement goal for certified targeted small businesses, TSB, each fiscal year. The goal should exceed the procurement levels from certified TSBs during the previous year. The TSB procurement goal for the DPH for fiscal year 2016 was not set at a level greater than fiscal year 2015 actual TSB spending. The DPH will establish TSB spending goals at a level exceeding the procurement in the future. The auditor accepted all of the department's responses. The audit report is available on the Auditor of State's website. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Kenneth Ohms. Legislative Analyst 2 with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-725-2200. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, August 25, 2017. Workers' Compensation Proposed Premium Rate Change. The Iowa Insurance Division recently provided notice for a proposed workers' compensation premium rate change. The proposed rate is based on a report from the National Council on Compensation Insurance, NCCI. The proposal is for a CY 2018 overall average rate decrease of 8.7% in voluntary 
and assigned risk rates compared to CY 2017. The NCCI has taken into account the impact of the enactment of House File 518 Workers' Compensation Reform Act when making its recommended rate change. The NCCI estimates the enactment of House File 518 will contribute 3.9% toward the overall rate decrease recommendation of 8.7%. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Ron Robinson, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6256. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, August 25, 2017, Iowa Economic Development Authority Board Meeting. The Iowa Economic Development Authority, IEDA, Board met on August 24, 2017 and approved $19.7 million in investment tax credits for Apple Incorporated for two data center facilities in Waukee. The award is to assist in the creation of 50 jobs and is expected to result in approximately $1.4 billion in new capital investments. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Ron Robinson, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6256. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, August 25, 2017. Complex Service Needs Work Group. The Complex Service Needs Work Group convened on August 22, 2017 at Polk County River Place. Senate File 504, Fiscal Year 2018 Mental Health Property Tax Act, charged the Department of Human Services with creating a stakeholder work group to make recommendations relating to the delivery of, access to, and coordination and continuity of mental health, disability, and substance use disorder services and supports for individuals with mental health, disability, and substance use disorder needs, particularly for individuals with complex mental health, disability, and substance use disorder needs. The work group spent the first part of the meeting discussing the current situation, providing a high-level overview of the current service system for both mental health and substance abuse and reviewing past work related to this issue. The work group then started working on an outline on how to best serve individuals with complex needs by starting to identify populations that need services and services that need to be provided with the goal of keeping individuals in more appropriate settings for services and out-of-hospital emergency departments and jails. The next workgroup meeting is scheduled for Tuesday, October 10th. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Jess Benson, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-4611. Fiscal update, Fiscal Services Division, August 28, 2017, Secondary Road Fund Distribution Committee, August 2017 meeting. The Secondary Road Fund Distribution Committee met on August 24, 2017 in Des Moines. The intent of the committee is to determine a methodology to distribute secondary road funds and farm-to-market funds and revise the secondary road and farm-to-market distribution factor formulas. The committee is governed under 761 IAC 102.1. The topics discussed included analysis of allocation factors for fiscal year 2018, Steve DeVries of the Iowa County Engineers Association Service Bureau, ICEASB, reviewed changes to the allocation factors for fiscal year 2018 for the Secondary Road Fund, SRF, and Farm to Market Road Fund, FM. 
The formulas for allocation include the following variables per 761 IAC 102.2 illustrated in the table that accompanies this article. The SRF allocation factor for Polk County increased by 2.99%. This is due to an increase in vehicle miles traveled, VMT, and an increase in granular road surface. The SRF allocation factor for Mills County decreased by 1.85%. This is due to a loss in VMT and a loss of linear feet of brick deck, LFBD. The map that accompanies this article shows the changes in SRF allocation factors by county. The FM allocated factor for Polk County increased by 2.47%. This is due to an increase in VMT and an increase in granular road surface. The FM allocation factor for Montgomery County decreased by 2.05%. This is due to a loss in VMT and of LFBD. The map that accompanies this article shows the changes in FM allocation factors by county. Other discussion. The committee briefly discussed potential electric vehicle EV registration fees and required as to the current number of registered EVs in the state. According to data from the Department of Transportation, the Legislative Services Agency, LSA, estimates that there are 397 registered EVs in the state as of April 2017. The next committee meeting has not been scheduled. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Michael Guance, Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-725-1286. To see the table and the maps that accompany this article, go to the Iowa General Assembly website at www.legis.iowa.gov. Click on the Publications tab, then click on Fiscal Analysis in the gray area to the left. Next, under the heading Fiscal Publications, click on Fiscal Update and go to the PDF titled Secondary Road Fund Distribution Committee, August 2017 Meeting. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, August 30, 2017. Revised Workers' Compensation Proposed Premium Rate Change. The Iowa Insurance Division recently provided notice for a proposed workers' compensation premium rate change. The proposed rate is based on a report from the National Council on Compensation Insurance, NCCI. The proposal is for a CY 2018 overall average rate decrease of 8.7% in voluntary and assigned risk rates compared to CY 2017. This proposed rate decrease is in addition to the NCCI proposed overall rate decrease of 3.9% in voluntary and assigned risk rates that was to be effective July 1, 2017 related to the enactment of House File 518 Workers' Compensation Reform Act. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Ron Robinson, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6256. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, August 30, 2017. Audit, College Student Aid Commission. Audit Report, on August 28, 2017, the Auditor of State released a report on the annual audit of the College Student Aid Commission for the year ended June 30, 2016. The following two findings and recommendations were addressed. Internal Control. In its annual Generally Accepted Accounting Principles, GAAP submission to the State Accounting Enterprise, the Commission understated cash on hand by $52,562 and understated prepaid expenses by $15,149 
at June 30, 2016. The commission also overstated unearned revenue by $16,303 and overstated intangible assets by $186,806 at June 30, 2016. The commission acknowledged omissions in the reporting of cash on hand and prepaid expenses, a miscalculation in the reporting of unearned revenue, and incorrect capitalization of software development costs in the reporting of intangible assets. The Commission will ensure that future reporting in the GAAP submission is accurate and that software development costs are properly capitalized. Iowa Code Compliance The audit found that the Commission's targeted small business TSB procurement goal for fiscal year 2016 was not set at a level exceeding the fiscal year 2015 actual TSB spending as required by Iowa Code Section 73.16. The Commission responded that it will establish certified TSB procurement goals that exceed the level of spending in the previous fiscal year. The full audit report can be found on the Auditor of State's website. The staff contact for this fiscal update is Robin Madison, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-5270.